Welcome to the Ethically Loved Podcast, where we empower women to live an honest life through self-love and ethical fashion. We are your hosts, Sarah Galbraith and Ivy Nelson. Welcome, everybody. We are so excited to have our very first interview, and we get to interview our friends, Cindy and Dana. I'm going to let you introduce them, Sarah. Yay. I love that (laughs) we get to interview friends first. It's so exciting. Um, We have today Cindy Williams and Dana Deegan on the podcast. I know them from my network marketing company that I'm in. I've known them, gosh, ladies, I don't know, three years, two years that I've known you guys. Um, And they're just special ladies, let me tell you. Their heart is so big. And I just feel so grateful to know them. And then through me, Ivy met them. And so we all just know each other. And it's super cool that we just get to chill. And I just, I'm so excited to chat with them about their amazing other business. Because you don't, you know, they have more than one business. They have another business. So Cindy and Dana, um, they have their green jeans consignment. And really quick, we've kind of talked a little bit about thrifting and consignment, but consignment is, if you've never done it, if you've never shopped consignment, it's usually secondhand um, or unworn clothes with tags. They'll get more into it for you. But the cool thing about their green jeans consignment is that it's not a store. It's an event. And I love it because these girls know how to throw these events. So ladies, I'm going to let you take it away because I think what you have is really special. And I just would love for you guys to tell us about Green Jeans Consignment and really how you got started. Thank you so much for having us, Sarah. Um, Cindy, since it was kind of your brain baby, why don't you kind of talk about how we got started? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, I love brain babies. Aren't they great? (laughs) Um, So... After a uh, corporate layoff in 2009, I had to get thrifty, so to speak. And so I started um, shopping kids consignment because I couldn't just walk into, you know, Gymboree and Baby Gap and just order away because I lost my corporate job. So I started really getting into shopping um, children's consignment sales. And in the South, which is where Dana and I live in North Carolina. They're huge. Every church hosts them. And now there's some for-profits and other nonprofits. And so I went and I was just absolutely amazed and flabbergasted at what I was able to purchase um, for, I mean, pennies in the dollar. It was just such an amazing um, experience for me. So um, fast forward several years and uh, I was heading up to Wisconsin. Both Dean and I were up there visiting our family and my girlfriend on recommendation by a boutique owner, friend of hers, recommended that we go to this women's consignment sale in Milwaukee called Divine Consign. Give them a little plug too. Um, So we went and I was just, I had just had Kipton, um, my youngest, and I was about six months postpartum. So, you know, your bodies are always different and changing. And I went to this consignment sale and I literally spent like $250 and had to bring back an entire suitcase, um, extra suitcase. And I couldn't believe again, what I found, um, for myself and for the value and the brands and just the experience. And so having lost my job, Dana was, um, Dana, were you newly married at that time? 
Yeah, newly married and newly um, a dietitian at um, a hospital where I wasn't 100% fulfilled, but knew I loved fashion. Um, so it kind of just, and I loved working with you, of course, because I look up to my older sister. <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. So we got in the car after shopping. And I looked at Dana, and I had not been looking for another opportunity per se um, for work. I was enjoying being home, but again, kind of, kind of at that kind of unfulfilled thing too. Just kind of losing. I didn't have community, and so I just I looked at her and I said, "I think we need to do this in Charlotte." And she said, "Sure." So that was May of 2010, um, and by October of 2010, we had our very first sale in um, the North Charlotte area. So it was awesome. I mean, we started out with like 60 sellers and I don't even know how many pieces of clothing, but, um, we had like 1500 square feet and we begged everybody we knew to clean out their closet. And then anybody we knew to come shop. I mean, it was definitely word of mouth for sure. So that's how we get started 10 years ago. Oh, that is, I mean, I actually don't even know that story because I feel like I've never asked you. I've just always been like, wow, they run a rocking consignment business. So tell me more about like how, cause so I feel like 2010 to 2019, I watched you, I watch you on social and you have these sales. Tell us more about how these events go. Is it twice a year? Yeah. So we hold them um, basically at the turn of the season. So when you're going into the warm weather season, we then hold our spring and summer sale. And then going into fall and winter, we hold our fall sales. So the clothing is, you know, um, season appropriate and, um, it's just twice a year, which is great because people really look forward to that. And a lot of times this has changed the way people have shopped. They come up to check out and just say, you know, I've been saving up, um, since the last sale in spring and I only shop with you guys or, you know, they just have, have not gone to the, the mall anymore. People just can't pay full retail for, for anything once they've experienced green jeans, I think. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. That's really amazing. I've actually <laughs> want, I seriously, I'm like, I'm going to fly there. It's going to happen <laughs> for an event. I just have to see, stop having kids <laughs> and getting pregnant and nursing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, drive, I could drive there, but, exactly. um, oh gosh. So totally. Cause really what is, I feel like, well, Cindy was just in DC on vacay and that's my my favorite. We went there last year. DC is actually in the middle of us. I swear. What was it for you, your trip, Cindy, to DC, the drive? It was six to six and a half hours. Literally. A ton of traffic. That's the middle because it's six yep. hours for us. Yep. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> so back to green jeans. So is this um, for your consignment for green jeans? Is it all thrifting, like people donating, or is it? businesses that are not selling clothes? Like how does that work? Uh, it's a little bit of both actually. Um, we've had like consignment, well, we've had other consignment shops that have actually consigned with us that have like the higher end stuff and it goes really well at our, at our sale. But then we also have stores that just have like overstock of stuff that they just, you know, purchase too much of and want to get rid of. So we have that that's new. And then the majority, I would say what, maybe 85% of it is from um, actual consigners. And that consigner um, cleans out their closet, tags their own stuff. And we have a list of rules on our website that tell them like the brands we want and to look at just like how um, in style it is as far as like, you know, fashion from the last X amount of years and 
and just the condition too. We really, really stress that we don't want people to come into our, we call it a store, um, thinking that they're shopping like secondhand. Like we don't want them to feel like that, even though there's nothing wrong with secondhand, but we're just trying to go a little bit above and beyond um, that type of a, um, a feeling when they're in our store. And they, I think it's worked really well. Oh yeah. Your stuff. When I look obviously from online, I'm like, that looks brand new. It's very high end, brand new. And the prices are so affordable. I mean, yes, gosh, it, it's worth flying twice <laughs> a year to just go to, um, how has this business impacted your view of the fashion industry? And then after that, like, how has it impacted your view of self-love? I'll take that one. Um, so as far as the industry is concerned, um, I don't know that we really knew what we were getting into when we first got started and how impactful it actually really is. We were pretty new to it. And, you know, having grown up on a dairy farm, you know, we liked to look nice, but we really didn't covet um, like labels and brands. Like it just wasn't who we were because we never had it as kids. And even into college, having to pay for our own schooling and stuff like that. But um, so we had a lot to learn. And, um, you know, I think for us, it was kind of an interesting phenomenon just, and it's interesting because I originally, we love the eco type feel. So we called ourselves eco divas, but again, didn't really know the impact we had just, we knew that we were recycling wardrobes. But then as we've learned more and more about just landfills and the amount of water it takes to just make a t-shirt or, um, you know, produce fabric is just crazy. And then of course, all of the, um, you know, labor that's involved and, you know, the sweatshops and all that is just um, disheartening. But what we really <laughs> learned too is just the, um, you know, as far as like your throwaway fashion, we like to call it. And so we really limit our sellers bringing in items from like Target. We don't take any Walmart, um, very limited. Even, you know, Kohl's will be kind of limited because what we find is that these items are worn to, you know, even one or two times and they're already pilled up. They're, you know, always wrinkled, um, even if you take the best care in and out of the wash machine and dryer or you hang dry. Right. Um, and so you can just sense that it's just a poor quality. And so, you know, really having educated our consigners and our shoppers on buying high quality fashion um, and being able to wear that garment for a longer life for the, of the garment is just so much more impactful on our earth. And then, you know, as far as impacting our community, obviously we're a small business. And so, you know, supporting small business is important, but then you're also supporting other women um, in businesses who can sign with us as well. So if there's a woman who, you know, is looking to, you know, pay for their, you know, part of their summer vacation, I mean, she can literally clean out and do a really good job of cleaning out all our accessories and clothes and jewelry and whatnot. And um, I mean, she can make upwards of a thousand or more dollars um, back. Oh my we, goodness. Oh, we, we cut some serious, serious consigner checks. Wow. Oh yeah, for sure. So, you know, I would say, I would say Cindy, that the average person, usually I would say just a, a regular consigner that consigns each season, um, probably around like $300 yep. is like typical if, but if it's like a big clean out, they haven't purged in a couple of years and they really clean out and, you know, get all the closets and all the different areas and attics and whatever. Um, she's so right. Anywhere between like 800 to a thousand and or more. Wow. It's pretty awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I think we're learning as we're growing and that's just life in general, right? To see what kind of impact. And so we learn new statistics. And, you know, obviously the, a podcast like yours is so valuable to people who want to make a difference, um, you know, on this earth um, in various facets. I think it's just important to share that. So we do like to share those types of things with our um, with our fans as well. So that's how I feel like, you know, as an industry. And I think we have definitely changed the way women shop in our area. Like women literally say that they don't step in the mall anymore and they only purchase typically their um, you know, socks, underwear, bras, um, you know, workout gear and a couple of odds and ends that they can't find at our sale. That's what they'll buy. Otherwise they'll just wait for our event and stock up. So it's pretty cool. That's amazing. I absolutely love that. Um, I feel like that's how I feel about myself too. I mean, I'm like the mall, what's that? Like, (laughs) um, yeah, Dina, I'd love to hear from you how (laughs) the business has impacted your view. Um, of the fashion industry with self-love? Well, there's actually a story that comes to mind um, that I was hoping to be able to share on here. So a lot of times at the sale, we all have like the things that we're really good at. So um, for Cindy, she does a lot of like the networking and the marketing and Facebook and stuff like that. And then my mom's the huge organizer and we fly her in for every sale. Um, and for myself, I'm usually up at the checkout. So I'm in charge of like the money, the red, like the credit card machines, all the volunteers and just the organization of that piece. But usually when you're at our sale, you can find me up at the registers in city um, down on the sales floor usually. And one of the coolest things that I will remember, I don't know how many years ago this was, but um, we have a designer section in our sale and we up there, we hold, it's it's like kind of caged, we call it caged in because it's just really tall and there's just one way in, one way out and it's always staffed and it has all of our high-end um, bags in there and shoes and jewelry. And um, this lady was in there for a while and um, just couldn't, you know, make a decision. And, you know, she was asking us our opinions and on the bags that she wanted. And she brought it up to the register and I checked her out and she started crying. And I was like, oh my, she's like, I'm just so grateful for you guys that you, I can actually buy my first coach purse. And it's, it looks like it's almost brand new. I never would have been able to do this otherwise. And, um, now this is just something that I can have and it just makes me feel really special. And, you know, that just really left an impact on me. Um, just how people like just can like view themselves just by not necessarily being like material type things, but just, I don't know. It was just really cool. I, I don't know. I think it was just pretty awesome. So that was one of the biggest things I think just as far as self-love. Um, and then also that, you know, people can come in and buy tons of different, like we have like all sizes and there's all different types of fashion there too. So it's not like the same old stuff. So they're constantly getting different things and, you know, feeling good about it, that they're, you know, able to wear something a little bit different. And I, we just see all sorts of things. It's just, it's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. That is, so awesome. Yeah, we've talked about that. Well, we've talked about that a lot, I think, as far as the it sounds that we've talked about that it sounds materialistic to think something like a coach purse is going to change how you view yourself, but uh, the reality is and it's great that it does, right? Like mm-hmm. that it's kind of, it's telling yourself 
that you're special and you're worth it. And for a lot of people, myself included, certain things like certain bags do that. And so I really love that you brought that up, Dana. Oh, great. If you don't mind, I have I have one um, thing that I love to share about like just self-love and kind of taking time for yourself. So because our, our sale is an event um, and people know about it ahead of time, they literally, we have women who literally say that when they get our email with the, when we release our spring or fall dates, they literally put it in their calendar and it's like a non-negotiable and they tell their husband that they need to be around or they're going to get a babysitter because this is their time to shop. And so it's really cool that we, you know, give that to, to, to women to look forward to. And a lot of time people, people are like, well, why can't you, why don't you sell men's stuff? My husband has so much great men's stuff. Or what about how home goods? Or have you thought about high-end kids stuff? And it's like, who do we shop for first? We shop for our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Then we shop for our homes. Then we shop for our husbands. And then we shop for ourselves. So if you're given an event like ours, where all of those categories are in there, you're never going to shop for yourself. And so I really feel like it's a time where we really focus on the woman who doesn't usually take time for herself. And this is her opportunity to score some amazing fashion at great prices. And it's their time. A lot of them do get childcare. Some come with their kids, but a lot get childcare because they're like, no, I am focused. This is my time. It's only twice a year. And so I really love that women really make it a point to make it their time. So again, more on self-love and work. Well, and they, they make like girls nights of it. Like we've had like ladies that have like rented a limo (laughs) and they would come, they would go get dinner first and they drink some wine on the way there and they'd come shop and just make an evening of it. So it's so fun. Yeah. That's that's so fun. So basically right now, all our listeners (laughs) that are in North Carolina or want to fly there, because I'm telling you, I'm flying there, need to check out Green Jeans Consignment. I'm going to make the the plug for you because I know your website is greenjeanssale.com. So I just, if you're in North Carolina, you got to go because um, I seriously, like I have envy every time yes. I see it on Facebook. I know that's what they're asking. They're like, wait, now how do I find this? That's the most important part. Oh, um, how do you ladies see this making an impact on the world? I know that was a really Ooh. deep question. Yeah. I mean, you know, people, I feel like come to the sale, they experience it. And then they're like, man, I want something like this near me, or maybe somebody moves away. Like some people drive in, I would say, what do you think the farthest distance Cindy is like maybe three or four hours away that they'll drive in. Um, And then, so we just got an email recently, someone that was from our area and moved away to Florida. And she's like, oh my gosh, I miss you guys so much. It's only been a season that I've missed. And I just, you know, I just need this here. So like, will you guys, you know, do a franchise? Can I like start a green jeans here? You know, so and we, we've looked into that and it's not something that we're interested in, um, to doing, but you know, I just, I feel like it is such a, an event and a special thing that people just want all over and it would change the habits of women all over. So, um, as far as shopping, um, I don't know. I think it's, but then I, mm -hmm. yeah, but from a worldly impact, I mean, I, we can, you know, cut down on the need for overseas shipping and, and, you know, stuff like that, like that would be, you know, less, fuel to ship. So from an environmental standpoint, from a labor standpoint, I mean, I certainly don't want to take work away from folks who are 
um, making money. But, you know, I do feel like it's like if we could get people thinking more along the lines of quality over quantity, I think that would be amazing. And just kind of, because I think once you kind of adapt to this type of mindset and shopping, it kind of, it just ripples, you know, and then you, sh they share with one more, they bring a new friend. We always have people shopping the racks with their cell phone on their ears. Like you got to get down here. You got to come. So it's like, you know, one more person, one more person changing their shopping habits. It really does make a big impact on the world because at the, you know, the end user doesn't have to go to target now they've just purchased what they need at green jeans and it's secondhand and it's benefiting a small business another woman who's consigning um you know so if that does that answer your question oh yeah that's beautiful i mean you guys are you guys are amazing um i just i so identify with that because i have i don't go to target like people are like what because like i feel like the big mom thing is like target we all shop at target and there's like target t-shirts and like not that I'm bad mouthing Target whatsoever, but I just don't right. need Target anymore because I've found how I can make an impact through things like, you know, consignment or thrifting or ethically shopping. And I, and it's just given me so much more purpose too, because I feel like a lot of ladies, you know, we're talking about the mall a lot. A lot of ladies just go to the mall and they just show up to the shops and it's just like random person selling them when people are showing up to your mm -hmm. event yeah. and they know you now, like they know you ladies, um, you personalize things, you make these outfits and post them on social. Like it's, and there's just so much love there. So I've just, I just admire what you ladies do 100%. Another thing that's pretty cool is the, the volunteers that, um, come season after season, they end up making friends with each other, even though they've never otherwise known each other. Wow. So it's pretty cool because then they'll be like, you'll see them be like, oh my gosh, hi, I was hoping you'd be here. How are the kids? Like, and you hear them talking, how was your summer vacation? I saw you on social. Like, it's so cool to like see those relationships develop. But then, you know, obviously we also like have those relationships um, personally with our consignors and shoppers too. But we have some like major I don't know, followers, groupies, whatever you want to call them. And it's pretty cool. It's like so cool that you're like, oh my gosh, like I, I built this, like we did this and, you know, and people just love it. That's amazing. Ivy, 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 are you there? I've totally taken over. So Ivy, you get to take over now. Like what, do you have any like pressing questions? Yes. Um, this touches on, Dana actually touched on this already a little bit, but to piggyback off of how do we get this where we are, like people who have moved and stuff. I know that there are plenty of people listening that do not live locally to you. So I'm curious if you ladies have any advice on what women can do to either maybe start a consignment shop or to start shopping that way if they aren't local to you? Um, well, I'll, I'll start this one. Cindy can um, kind of finish up it whenever I don't answer. But there is a great website called Consignment Mommies. And on that website, it is there is a lot more kids sales, but it's all sale-based on there, I believe, unless there may be a few stores as well. But um, there's a great – it's just a great um, – resource for consignment sales and like when they're going to be happening. And there's, like I said, more kids than, um, than women, but I feel like kind of is like the same, the same thing, shopping, kids consignment, um, as well as for yourself. 
And then um, there's so many consignment stores too. I know that the event, the whole event idea is not as, um, it's just not as prevalent around, but there's so many stores. I mean, I know here where we live, we have so many stores and we don't see that as competition. We actually see that as a really healthy consignment market where people really embrace it, which is pretty cool. So, um, but the stores I feel like are, are just as great as the events. Yeah. And I feel like anybody that might, I mean, we love the event business because it allows us flexibility being moms and um, we're not tied to a brick and mortar. Um, And so we really, you know, so we, you know, it is like, I mean, when we're done, it's no joke. After 10 days, you feel like you've been hit by a semi truck because it is (laughs) literally, it is literally like 140 plus hours in 10 days. And it's insane. Oh my gosh. You know, we, we really pride ourselves on, you know, we're healthy people and strong. I mean, we have, you know, health and wellness business as well. And so that's also a huge priority. Um, it's just being well and being a good example. So we're not eating a ton of crap, you know, Mm -hmm. so we try to keep our stamina, but what I'm trying to get at is, um, the, that model is, is cool. And it's, it's, it's nice. It's fast and furious. And it's just really, you really amp up and then you just take taper it down. Like we really been quite, we've been quiet on social because we literally take the summer off and our, our fans and our consigners and shoppers all know that. And so now they know that once school kicks off, we're going to kick everything back into high gear and be up, be out there for them. But, um, but as far as that business model, it works beautifully for us as moms. Um, and with the second business as well. And then, you know, so really it's kind of identifying what you want, you know, and what that look might look like for you is brick and mortar more your jam or is it event based? And, and then it's really knowing that, you know, during those high times you were like all in and it's, it's a lot. Um, but I think a biggest thing is to look at also rent, rent, rentable space. That's a huge, um, thing to look at. And it's always been, um, not always, but it's been a challenge. It's probably been our most challenging piece of the puzzle in doing event business, space business is just the event space and that it's affordable, that it has good flow, good parking, um, all of those different factors. So when anybody reaches out to us about, um, you know, how to start a consignment sale in their town, I immediately send them off to do homework to figure out um, space and whether it can be rented on a consistent basis and what that might look like from a cost standpoint. So, you know, when we started, we were in our recession. So space was quite cheap and there were stores closing all over the place. So we had a lot of rentable retail space. Um, now we transitioned into more, not there, it's space that it's just a different kind of space um, that isn't empty storefront space. So, you know, so it's just different. So that's probably the biggest thing to think about and look at is just what's available in your area for renting. It's a very boring, it's a very boring, it, it's a very boring part, but it's also, it's very oh my important. Goodness. I feel like <laughs> I love you. It's very boring. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible for me to love you two more than I already did. Like, I feel like I've said so many times to you, both of you, how inspiring and incredible you are. And then I have been yeah. just sitting back here almost like, I feel like I should have had a bowl of popcorn. Just soaking <laughs> it so happy I was the first one to get to hear this episode. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like this, <laughs> I love doing this because I feel like, 
when we podcast, we get to learn so much. When we interview people, it's just such a gift. It's like, I'm like, this is like a TV show. I get to learn so much and it's just so fun. So we're just so thankful that you ladies um, give, gave us your time today. And uh, you're going to, I just can't wait to, for people to listen to this and then come to your event. Um, but we have something really fun, right, Ivy? I'm going to let you do, roll with it, Ivy. Our favorite editors. Okay. Yeah. So Sarah and I like to end every episode asking each other this question. And so we are actually going to ask each of you to answer it. It's pretty easy. But what is one self-love tip that you have for our listeners? Sure. No, I will go. Um, one thing that I love to do is wake up early. And remember, Cindy had said that we grew up on a dairy farm. So um, I'm definitely a morning person because I'd be out there at 4 a.m. milking cows. <laughs> um, so now instead of milking cows, I wake up, um, try to make like at least 10 to 15 minutes time for a devotional. And then I go and do a workout class at 5.30 a.m. And it starts my day off so amazing. And it can be any any sort of a workout that's like running, um, doing hot yoga, going to boot camp, doing like a Pilates class. A little bit of everything is kind of my jam. But like that definitely sets me up. And I feel like it's just amazing for my mind and soul. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I do very similar to Dana, get up super early. Um, I hit the gym and then I come back and I do, um, a devotional. I write in my gratitude journal and have my daily affirmations. Um, but I also look forward to reading right before bed. And so like, I get real excited to like go to bed cause I'm like a grandma. So I go to bed early cause I get up so early. <laughs> My husband's like, dear Lord, are you going to start going to bed at seven o'clock now? And he's kidding. But, um, but I love like snuggling in my bed with a cup of tea and, um, and reading as well. So I don't, you know, I don't sit during the day and read, but I do, you know, turn a few pages at night before bed. So those are my two self-love things that I do. Thank you. That's very similar to me too. I feel like we're all <laughs> kind of similar. Just when I'm pregnant, I am not. Pregnancy has like, <laughs> I'm sleeping in, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I love, love, love it. Well, thank you so much, ladies. We're just so grateful to have you and we cannot wait till everybody gets to hear this beautiful episode. So thanks. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. It's our pleasure. Yay. We'll see you at yeah. shopping, Sarah and Ivy. Bye. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.